On this episode, we're joined by our friends and California residents, Jossie and Nick, to get their review and experience on Disney California Adventure Park's Touch of Disney. Today is March 26, 2021, and this is episode 342 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein, and I am joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey, guys. Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head on out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. We're now bringing you brand new episodes of Main Street Magic every Tuesday and Friday, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you want even more content, including in-park, resort, and at-home live streams, 15% off all Main Street Magic merchandise, which you can find at MainStreetShirts.com, and a whole lot more visit wonderlandcrew.com. And if you want the absolute best in theme park-inspired coffees, teas, and merchandise, head out to expeditionroasters.com, and if you use code MSM15, you will save 15% off your entire order at checkout. But act fast, as that coupon will expire on March 31st, 2021. Welcome, Jossie and Nick, so much. Uh, we appreciate everything you have done by taking up your time, your effort, to go and enjoy a touch of Disney, which I know had to have been absolutely horrible. So we're, we're glad that you were able to do such a thing. And we appreciate you uh, coming on the show to tell us all about your experience. So welcome to your first ever Main Street Magic guest episode. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for letting us take over because that was that was a lot of fun. It was outstanding, and you guys did an absolutely amazing job. So what we really want to get into, and I know that you know this event is, is now sold out, um, but I, I want you guys to start off by talking about the process of getting there. Uh, this was your first time back in a you know, uh, Disneyland or Disney California Adventure Park in quite some time. Uh, kind of run through the process of once you got there, and got in and how you guys felt about being back for the first time in forever. Absolutely. So I think what we got to the parking garage about 1115. Almost on the dot. Yeah. Um, and they had started letting people line up to get into the Mickey and Friends parking structure. Um, they let us through at 1130, right at 1130. And they had us parking socially distant, you know, a space between each car. Um, and then... Security was a breeze. I mean, I was a little worried. I had seen online some people that had gone opening day and saying, like, there were long lines to get through security. It took them an hour and a half to get into the park. And so we were really, like, I was like, we need to be there as soon as the parking structure opens because we want to maximize the amount of time we have in the park. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they started letting us in at 1130, scanned your ticket, sent you right through, uh, parked. I want to say, so you ran through security, and then the trams are not running. So um, okay. the walkway was the tram the tram roadway, usually. So it took us about 10 minutes, I would say, maybe, to walk that. Um, and we got to the Esplanade, and there was maybe six people in line. Oh, wow. Right through. And I think we were in the park about 11.50, I would say. Um, and so it was... It's so weird because we've been back a couple times to downtown Disney, and they opened up Buena Vista Street. You can't go any further than that. Right. And so it was weird to walk in and just know, like, we can go wherever we want except Avengers Campus. Uh, Avengers Campus. But um, the music was playing. They had, like, the overhead loop, the Disney music. And cast members, everybody was so happy to be back. I bet. Oh, that's I awesome. Bet. That, yeah, that's amazing. What was so is is you know I, I know you guys were back in Disney World in November. Uh, was security and things like that similar? Like, what was the comparison of you know a, a, a COVID <laughs> world with security and checks and all? So they still have like people going through like checking through your bag, and okay. then you just walk through the metal detector. They don't have the like the. Um, that Disney World has where you just walk through with all your stuff yet. Right. Um, 
<laughs> uh, and but it was I mean we got through and they were like there's open ones over here there's open ones over here and they just like sent us on through I think it I mean security took two minutes max we didn't have to wait in any line there yeah that's nice. outstanding so once you once you got through and you were back in were there tears were there what was your feeling you know because you know, I, I mean, you guys literally have moved to California so recently at the worst possible time, technically, if you the want worst. to enjoy Disneyland <laughs> and Disney's California Adventure. Like, what was that like for you guys? So, Buena Vista Street, to me, like, that just because we've been there. Um, so, that was like, oh, whatever. It's just like another. We've been go going to downtown Disney a lot. Yeah. Just to get, like, whatever Disney magic we can get. But when it really hit me was when we turned the corner and Cars Land was right there because it's my absolute favorite land that I've ever been in. It yeah. is, and so to like, it's been roped off all this time where like we could see it, but we couldn't get to it. Um, and so to turn the corner and it be right there, I started to get teary eyed. Yeah. Aww. And then when we hit Pixar Pier and the fun wheel and like, I don't really, I spent, I mean, I care more about Cars Land, but that's just like, it's one of the icons. Yeah. So to see, I was like, oh my God, we're here. Like we're, we could actually walk through this park and, and do whatever. I mean, not do whatever. We can't ride rides, but <laughs> <laughs> like it's free for us to just wander around again. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Um, so I, what what is the process of getting you know you had your ticket you paid the money you get the $25 dining card was that available when you got there or was that available before you showed up yeah, how did so all that you, work yeah so when you have your our ticket i had the mobile like i just had the ticket saved on my app we didn't doubt or print okay. it off or anything Actually, I had told Nick, I was like, I told you to print this, so I hope they don't have any problems with their <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. But um, so when they scan your ticket at the gate, um, it prints a physical ticket, and then they gave you the gift card right then. So it okay. was like, print the ticket, scan the gift card, send you on your way. Okay. Um, all right, so you're in. Uh -huh. Biggest thing, of course, we're going to start talking about is the food. I guess start to uh, talk a little bit about how the setup was compared to normal. Are these uh, food booths uh, in a sense of a festival at Epcot or are these lined up at the quick service locations? I mean, you sent us so much incredible info and I have a list of everything we'll go through, but we don't know. Right. You know, California Adventure. Paint so, us a picture like Bob Ross. Yeah, Bob Ross is how the setting <laughs> is. <laughs> um, it reminds me a lot of like a mini Epcot food festival. Okay. Um, so they did have a couple of the dining places were like your permanent fixtures, but they had like their special menu for this event. But they're really just little like little food booths, little outdoor kitchens that are set up. Um, and we have actually never been to, I know California Adventure has some smaller food events, We've actually never been to any of those. Okay. Um, so prior to this, the last time we were at Disneyland was 2017. And so oh, wow. it was just never something we had done. And so that was all. But it, it reminded me a lot of walking through Epcot, having the food booth set up. Okay. Well, let's get into food. What do you think, Rhonda? Yeah. You want to talk about that? Let's talk about <laughs> Sonoma Terrace. Okay, so Sonoma Terrace, um, we actually, so our first, we had the first two orders of business were that I wanted that mimosa trio, and that was actually from Uncorked, California. Okay. And then um, we wanted to grab some food. And we did have a little bit of trouble getting started figuring out how to order. Um, so we got there, and I had seen online, like, oh, don't mobile order, because the mobile ordering is taking, like, two or three hours. Oh, my oh. goodness. Um, you can go to these outdoor cashiers and you can actually order everything you want for the day and they'll just print you off a receipt and then when you're ready for it, you go to the kitchen and you give them a receipt. You're like, hey, I'm here and they give you the food. Wait, like up front from the beginning? Mm -hmm. So yes. everything you're thinking of eating that night with your one, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you can do it that way. And so a lot of people said this is the way to do it. And so when we got there, we like found the cashiers and we got in line. It was a long line. And they had a cast member walking by and she's like, oh, well, 
And the Taste of Disney gift cards could not be used for alcohol. It's food only. Okay. And I had a regular Disney gift card because I like to buy them at Target for the 5% off. Oh, yeah. Um, that I was planning to use for everything that those gift cards didn't cover. Nice. So this cash or this cast member comes up and she's like, oh, do you need help with mobile ordering? And I said, well, you can't pay with the gift card in the app. I just checked. And she's like, oh, well, you just need to upgrade to the newest version and it'll pop right up. Oh, gosh. So we get out of line. Oh, gosh. To upgrade. And she showed us on her phone that the, the gift card option was there. So we were like, OK, no big deal. We get out of line, upgrade the app. I was having trouble where it would like wouldn't update. It started to update and then it stopped. So I had to shut my phone off and start it again. <laughs> and then we get the update. Still no option. Like put everything in. Still no option for a gift card. So we're like, you know what? We'll get back in the line. So we oh, wow. get back in the line, and it was slow moving. I'm assuming it was first thing in the morning, um, you know, opening weekend, and people were probably ordering everything they were going to eat for the whole day. Right. Right. Wow. Right. So we get back in the line, and the cast member comes back over, and she's like, did you have trouble? Did you get an update? And I said, well, yeah, but there's still not an option for a gift card. And she's like, oh, I don't know why that is, this, that, and whatever. And then I had, the, I thought, I wonder if, you don't put alcohol in your order. Mm. And when you don't put alcohol in your order, the gift card option pops up. Okay. Uh, okay. So we just at that point were like, we can either continue to wait in this line or you use your app and order alcohol with your card and I'll order all the food on the gift card. <laughs> right. Nice. Right. And that's what we did because I was like, we had maybe moved up. I would say one person in all of that time with the back and forth. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, man, it's already almost one o'clock. Like, gosh, I get going. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but once it's 100% mobile. Out, so, but it is 100% mobile. mobile. You're zero walk up. Wow. Okay. Yep. If you go, because we had tried that initially, we walked up to Unports, California, and we were like, is there a place to order? And they were like, only mobile, or if you can't do mobile, you can go to the cashiers over there. And that's it. Um, but once we got that figured out and like we had our system down or like I'd order the food with the gift card and he'd order the drinks, um, everything went really smoothly with that. I want to say the longest like mobile order time we had was what, maybe 20 minutes? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably not much more than that either. Yeah. I, About I, the time it took us to walk from one place to the other. Yeah. Most of the mobile order windows were like now until or further. Um, so that went really well. So... Sonoma Terrace, at Sonoma Terrace, we got the Bavarian pretzel and the meatball slider. And Nick picked the pretzel. So, mm. well, so how was course. the pretzel, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> the pretzel was very good. Um, I forgot how good the pretzels are at Disneyland. Yeah. Even with the plastic cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so nice. I, I might be a little biased because I like Disneyland better. But, uh, I mean, it was just – it was really good. It was perfectly salted. It, you know, sometimes you get a pretzel that's just overly salty and it's yeah. it's hard to eat or there's not enough and it's just, like, super dry. Um, it was just uh, – like I said, it was just kind of perfect all the way through. Um, the, the outside had a nice little crunch to it. And even with the plastic cheese, it was enjoyable. Well, yeah. that did – did definitely look better than the um, Mickey pretzel you get over at Disney World. Well, it was I would say clean. I think it was better than a Mickey pretzel. Yeah. And she asked me if it was better than a Mickey pretzel. <laughs> I said, I yeah. Bet. Well, it was, it was so, um, it, it, it was so glossy from the picture that <laughs> it was I saw. Pretty. It, like, was, it, was it really pretty. was. It was like a masterpiece. And it was like, yeah. it looked braided. Yeah. On the, like the twist. Like, now, how about mm -hmm. compared to the pretzel in uh, Germany at Epcot? I actually have not ever had that. Yeah, I don't think we have. It oh. looks like it. These, right, these are um, these. Okay, so coming from two people that boast the Germany Pavilion in Beer Garden more than anything, <laughs> y'all have never had a pretzel over there. Are you serious right now? <laughs> well, because we go to Beer Garden <laughs> okay, and we eat all, right, all the food fair. at Beer Garden <laughs> <laughs> and we drink fair. all the beer and wine, and then we are not worried about a pretzel. Okay, all right. All right, all next right. time y'all are in Epcot with September, us. That should, yeah. yeah. We'll add it to the list for right. September. Yeah, we'll get you one. I'll get a German pretzel. Um, but but we'll, well, real quick, because I know we we want to talk about the meatball slider and further, but I'm so interested in this mobile order thing. Um, you know, you guys were just in Walt Disney World in November, so we all were there enjoying food and wine. We were all going to walk up booths. 
what do you think of the comparison between walk up and mobile? Would you like to see that implemented as an option in Walt Disney world for festivals? Was it something that you found more convenient or was it a little more of a pain in the butt overall? What did you think about that? I think I would like to see it as an option, but I would not like it to be exclusive. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Perfect sense. Because yeah, I mean, it was really nice. You get up there and they had, I mean, they had two lines separated people that had paid at the cashier and people that had mobile ordered and you just walked up, gave them your number and and it yeah. moved pretty quickly. Um, but it would be nice if you're just walking by to be like, Oh, I want to grab this pretzel and just hop in line and get it real quick. Yeah. yeah. That makes perfect sense. Do you agree, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, it was nice when you're sitting there and you're able to, if you already know what you want next, it was nice to be able to pull it up and be like, okay, we're going to order this. It'll be ready in 10, 15 minutes. Perfect. That's just amount of amount of time it's going to take us to walk over there. But yeah, it. I would not like that to be the only exclusive thing. Like Jossie said, it, it, does, it takes away kind of like, oh, well, we're here. Let's get this real quick. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Well... I, I got to say, you know, Jossie was sending me pictures all night. Um, you guys were doing an amazing job live streaming in our Wonderland crew. Yes, thank uh, you. I was posting things out to Instagram and Twitter. My favorite looking dish of pictures that you sent me was this meatball slider. Like, I love a good meatball sandwich. And this mm-hmm. looked pretty good. What did you all think it of was, this one? It's one of my top five um, we were trying to figure out when we left, we were like, okay, we, we tried to narrow it down to three and I just couldn't. So one of my top five dishes, Oh wow. um, it had two beef meatballs, um, and then just a little bit of sauce. And you could tell it was like the sauce had a little bit of tomato, like chunks of tomato, not too many. Cause you know, I don't mess around with that. Right. Um, <laughs> the cheese was melted. The bread it was on was like soft on the outside with just a little bit of crunch where like maybe they had griddled it. Um, so it didn't get soggy from the sauce or the meatball. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. What do you think? No, I mean, it was very good. I, I agree. <laughs> he didn't like it as much as I did. Really? I, it just wasn't in my top five. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It was. It was number five. Uh, I mean, I had no complaints with it. It was very good. I just, me personally, I enjoyed the other food better. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I got to say, as we start to go through some of these dishes, and especially the places they were at, and again, we are obviously, you know, West Coast Disney rookies by all means. I love every single name of every single booth and restaurant in quick service <laughs> y'all went to. Right. So, uh, again, I, I, we're going to get into some really, really good ones. Um, you did have uh, Mr. Gary Johnson's uh, favorite dish, a cheese plate. Uh, and that I was did. at Uncorked Sonoma, correct? That was at Uncorked California. Oh, Uncorked, where we got I'm sorry, the... Uncorked California. How <laughs> was the uh, the smelly cheese dish? Because that is what everyone wants to know. Um, I mean, it was a standard cheese plate. <laughs> yeah. I really got it just to poke fun at Gary. Of course. Um, Why wouldn't we? <laughs> I think it had like a Swiss cheese and a cheddar. The grapes were really good. Like, you know, okay. sometimes you get grapes were like kind of soggy. and yeah. uh, But they were like nice plump grapes that had some, I don't know, walnuts they were like um sugared walnuts and then some dried apricots okay oh cool it was a little strange to me that the crackers came in a package <gasps> really? really yeah like you you've given me this i mean it was it was good it was just a standard cheese plate i mean there wasn't anything that like stood out to me on it but you've given me this cheese and like packaged crackers <laughs> that is a little strange Maybe they just didn't want them to stale. Were they like saltine? Like what kind of crackers were they? They were like, um, they weren't saltines. I actually have some. Is that even funny if they were like the saltine packaged crackers you get like at like, like it went like Publix, you know, here serve soup Mm -hmm. and you've got like the the handfuls of like two saltines in a packet that would have actually been kind of funny so if that's what they it were. was too but they were like those entertaining like sesame crackers you know well, talking about the circle fancy. ones yeah yeah, yeah fancy okay crackers. all right I'll, I'll take that for fancy crackers yeah but um all right so so also there is that where the mimosa trio was how was the that mimosas jossie um they were amazing there was one that was like a lavender lemon oh 
And that was very lavender forward, which kind of caught me off guard. Like I didn't expect it was very like the lavender was very strong. Oh wow. Um, God, I wish I remembered the name. There was the, the blue one was my favorite, and then the other one was like a mango. He's gonna look it up now. Yeah, but, um, but Nick they were, tried them as well. 17, what was that? Nick tried them as well. I hope he did. We got two. Okay. Yeah, we both oh, got them. oh, I wasn't okay. gonna share my mimosas. <laughs> yeah, <see. laughs> That's so professional this. grade this probably... right there. <laughs> This is probably the most disappointing part about the whole day. And even then, it's not even <laughs> okay. a big deal. Because Disney, usually you get a pretty good bang for your buck. But yeah. like these mimosas were like a shot glass. Oh, really? So uh, I was just a little disappointed with the the amount that you got for the price you paid. But it was still fun to try them. And yeah, the that lavender one, it felt like I had a flower in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, so how did the I, – I know that you couldn't use the, the card for alcohol, but as far as food goes, was it a – like how did the, the card work, which was loaded with 25 bucks, correct? Yes. So they so had I prices for each dish, and they were literally subtracting, or was pretty much every dish like the same price? Because you guys had technically 50 bucks in touch of right. Disney gift cards, right? Because you had two tickets. Mm-hmm. So, how did, so how did that work? Each one was individually priced? Yes. So each item was individually priced and it was really just, um, like, like a gift card. Okay. And I think that's why they disabled the ability. Cause it, at Walt Disney world, you can mobile order alcohol. Right. I think the reason with a gift card, I think yeah. the reason you cannot is because their system had no way to differentiate which gift card was, which gotcha. So this because was like a specially it, gift card. Technically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It's just a gift card that said touch a Disney. Um, we still have them, but it had that fun wheel Mickey on it that That's we awesome. all got to stare at. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Wow. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to uh, the next one. And again, this is where we get into my favorite named places. So, and y'all just correct me if I'm wrong. Kachina Cucamonga. Um, I believe is so. Correct? Yes. <laughs> because that's like, that's just fun to say. Like, it is. It, I when we went live, I was like, uh, "We <laughs> we went to the the Cochina over there." <laughs> so when we when when we were reviewing uh, Cochina Frontera at uh, Disney Springs, I was very Cocina. I was like, "Hey, Cocina," <laughs> and I got I got plenty of responses saying, "No, it is Cochina." So that's <laughs> the only reason I know. And Cucamonga. I can only imagine is, is one of the greatest words ever. I don't know what it means. <laughs> awesome. It just is what it is. Yeah. So tacos, uh, you guys tried. How were these? What did you have? Um, so we had gotten, I had ordered the sampler, which had one of the Asian style beef barbacoa and then one of the tacos de papa, which was a vegetarian. Um, oh, and okay. actually, um, I had ordered the sampler and I was waiting up there after, you know, I went to go pick it up. And the, the cast member handed me two of the potato tacos. And I was like, oh, this is supposed to be the sampler. And he's like, right. And I was like, but this is two, two <laughs> potato. Aww. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And so he grabbed something. So we ended up with four tacos instead of two. Nice. Nice. Um, and so I will let Nick, the beef was one of his favorite. Oh, really? It was. Okay. Oh, yeah. It, it was really good. The, um, just everything that they used with it and the shell wasn't like overly soggy. So the, the taco wasn't falling apart. I mean, it was still bite-sized, but still like it, it was just, the meat was perfectly tender. It was cooked. I, I perfectly, it, <laughs> um, and it just, everything worked very well together. They had that, what, what was it? The, uh, like the cilantro lime sauce or like pickled onions on it. They had some pickled onions on it. And it it just, everything worked very well together. It was similar to like a, it reminded me of like a teriyaki sauce. Um, You guys have not been, but Bengal barbecue in Adventureland at our Disneyland, they have these beef and chicken skewers and it was the sauce from those skewers put on this taco meat. Nice. Awesome. Um, The potato I thought was really good. It was almost like, it reminded me of like a giant um, tater tot. Interesting. And okay. it was like crispy on the outside, like a perfectly fried tater tot. Um, and then like soft and kind of like 
I don't want to say mushy, but soft on the inside, <laughs> like a tater tot should be. My only complaint with that one, it did have some of the slaw and like the pickled um, onions on it, but it felt like it needed a sauce. Okay. Okay. Like if they had taken the sauce that was on the beef and just did like a little drizzle across it, it would have made it absolutely perfect. Yeah. It was still good. They were street taco size, so you know, little. Um, I love I love a potato. My favorite. And so I would have happily ordered that again if I had had either like a little bit of sour cream or like I said, some of that like Asian sauce just because it was such a big chunk of fried potato that like something a little a little bit would have been nice. Yeah, that's interesting. A potato taco. They did give us a uh, like a little side piece of green salsa. And because we had so many extra potato tacos, (laughs) you know, naturally I had to eat them. Well, of course. Uh, Someone's got to do it. Right. But uh, yeah, when I put the uh, when I put the sauce on it, it definitely improved it a lot better because it had, you know, that little bit of extra sauce or, you know, wetness to it, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, by itself, it just it was just missing something. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. We've had dishes like that before. That's true. Yeah, not enough wetness. Sometimes you just need that extra bit of wetness. <laughs> right, I was like, I, like... Didn't, I didn't want to say that. Like, it needed something wet. <laughs> it did. Yeah. I know, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. It's t- the rest of it was too dry. Yeah, you need, the, totally you need the wet. I totally get it. Bring yep. the wet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to, I like this word, smoke jumpers grill. That sounds fun. So this is it where you got Monte Cristo. Yes. That's awesome. And it looked amazing. Yeah, that did look beautiful. It was like three inches thick. Like yeah. at one point, I swear I had to like unhinge my jaw to take a bite of it. Wow. <laughs> um, and that is from, it's usually found in Blue Bayou. It's one of the things, I'm actually the cast member at the Cochina and I were talking and he had asked like, what have you had to eat? What are you most excited for? And I was like, oh, we're going to get that Monte Cristo. And he told me that was one of the top things that people were excited for. Oh, cool. Oh, I bet. Um, and so it did have, I mean, it was, you know, sometimes like I've had Monte Cristo's where the batter is like really thin. This was like perfectly crisp. Like they had fried it perfectly. Awesome. And there was a ham, turkey, Swiss cheese. And I'm not a big Swiss cheese fan. Okay. Um, and then you dip it in the, the raspberry puree. Mm. I, don't know, I thought it was fantastic. Or Nicholas. Nick. Mr. St. Nick, what'd you think? <laughs> All I can say is it's I'm really glad that we went to Disney on a diet. <laughs> I said this is fine because you got a half a sandwich and we're each eating half of that. So it's really only a quarter. It's not like we right. each well, ordered a whole sandwich. Also, when you're doing it for research research purposes, it calories doesn't count. don't count. So calories don't count, right? No, not um, <laughs> yeah, it was I'm not a big Monte Cristo fan because oh. of the Swiss cheese. I, I know. Okay. I know. But, I love uh, a Monte Cristo. It was definitely the best one I've ever had in my life. <gasps> really? Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I've 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 never had one. You haven't? What? No. Have it, you? Yeah, yeah. They were they were. It was being hyped up. It lived up to the hype. <gasps> that's outstanding. That's awesome to hear. Gosh, that's awesome. So Bar Riva used to serve one pre-COVID, and due to the curtain situation of. Uh, limited um, social distancing and all within the kitchen, they no oh. longer serve it, but it's supposed to be amazing there. So I kind of want my first, like my first time, like I want to like, well, I'm not going to, I'm just going to use some other uh, verbiage <laughs> I'm not going to use, but I kind of want to like, yeah, have my first at Bar Riva. Okay. And you should probably have your first at Disneyland. Well, yeah. Yeah. I would like so, that too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you, did y'all get a, is like, was it a slushy, like an alcoholic slushy, a frozen Jack and Coke? Yeah, it was a frozen Jack and Coke. Um, I had gotten one when That's... we went to Universal together in November yeah. and it, it came out of a little slushy machine, but, That's and you can't, I mean, you can't even taste the Jack in it, but it's so say. good. Okay. Yeah. Is it, you can't taste the Jack, but, but does it have the flavor that you know it's technically there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. You can tell it's there, but like, you know, when somebody heavy pours a Jack and oh, Coke, for and sure. you're like, oh, that's whiskey right, right. there. Yeah. This like like your that. drink is clear. You're like, I swear mm-hmm. there's Coke in this thing, but <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, no, the, I mean that. Right. Yeah, that sounds good. They now they don't have those though at uh, the the um, Ruby Tuesday. No, what is it? The uh, Fat Tuesdays at Universal. No, they? No. that's where we you got it. Because I would get one of those. Well, you're gonna get a 190 octane with the extra shot anyway. So yeah, just like Michael. <laughs> yes. I keep calling them 180s. Why are they? <laughs> no, no, are you? No, you might be right. Is it 180 or 190? I thought it was 181. I have no idea. Isn't that B fifty one? I don't know. Somebody asked Michael. He's gonna text us when he hears this and be like, This is what it's called. <laughs> no, I think it's a I think it's a one eighty. Cause it'd be hundred and eighty proof. That's what I which thought. Which would be ninety percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then he still gets the extra shot. So basically, shot. It should and when be we called, went, Pat was like, yeah. I don't think you need the extra shot. And he, so he got the extra shot and yeah. then Peg Lake got an extra shot. Um, and I don't think I did. I think Kat and I were, were decent human yeah. beings. No, I got, I, mean, I got, I got the extra one. I don't know. You're going to have to take that up with Peg Lake. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So, so at Universal, I got it outside of Rip Ride Rocket. We oh, just yeah. had like stop. You guys got beers and yep. that's where I got it. Yep. Yep. Um, award wieners. First of all, do they sell shirts that say award wieners on them? You know what? I haven't seen one. Because I need Unfortunately, they do not. Because it says what best wiener in a supporting role. So they're basically missing out on the greatest merchandising opportunity in the history of the world is what I'm thinking. Here's your chance. Take it. Because that's brilliant. You're going to have to make one for Main Street Magic shirts. I, I, okay. We will put that on the list. Um, so you, you guys did not eat a wiener, but you did <laughs> have the carrot cake, uh, funnel fries, correct? Which yes. is the most interesting dish I've ever heard. They looked so cool. And I'm so excited to hear about this. Yes. So these were, I was really curious how they were going to do it. Um, they were, so they were like strips of funnel cake, you know, fried to look like French fries mm-hmm. stacked up. And then the carrot cake was like a crumble on top of it. And then with whipped cream oh, on top. Oh, Interesting. Okay. Um, and so if you are not a big carrot cake fan, like Nicholas is not, if you didn't pick up any of the crumble, it just tasted like a funnel cake. Okay. Nice. Because I'm I not think a big was, carrot cake. Yeah. It had like some cinnamon sugar on it too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like plain funnel cake. But I thought they were really good. I That was also in one of my top fives. Oh, wow. um, okay. And I'm more of a savory person than sweet usually. But these were, I, they were like, they were still warm when they gave them to us. Nice. And like the whipped cream started to get a little bit melty. They were really good. But Nick, but like Nick for you, but you liked them because they weren't carrot cake e. And that that's what I was just gonna ask. Okay. I was gonna ask because because I love carrot cake. Rhonda does right. not. Right, so I'm like you, Nick. So how is this for you? Um, I'm really glad it was in the crumble because okay. then I could, I could eat more. Yeah, like I think what I said live was carrot has no business being in cake. <laughs> that's, yes. Um, that's extremely yeah. fair. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I, it was just it was it was fun to eat because it was like eating a um, funnel cake and but it looked like a French fry. Um, the you couldn't really taste it out of the crumble. Also, I was trying to avoid it, so it was just a nice little dessert for me. Awesome. I like that presentation though. Like we love a good funnel cake and we get it all the time in the American Pavilion, but it can be very hard to eat when you're ripping pieces off. Whereas right. this definitely looked I, much more yes. like. I, easy to consume, yes. right? And I would, yeah, I would like that. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's one thing I would like over a traditional funnel cake is yeah, you don't have to like tear it into pieces. Yes, and you know with a traditional funnel cake, you get some parts that are like kind of soggy because of just the yep. nature of how they're cooked. Yep, these every single fry was like perfectly crisp. Nice, that's awesome. So funnel cake fries, I kind of feel like should be the future. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, okay, so this is a fun word to say. <laughs> Cluck a doodle moo. <laughs> is that right? Yes. I love it. So we had the the beef tenderloin slider, and this was like number one. So Nick's a big beef guy. Yep. Um, yep. And this when was... I told him, like, this is what it's like a piece of steak on a bun. on a slider, he yeah. was like. We're getting that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. 
And then what did I have to drink there? I had um berry mule. Oh, I had the berry mule. Yeah. Oh, that. Yes, that was amazing. I love a good Moscow mule. Yeah. Um, my only complaint was like you couldn't really taste the ginger in it. Oh, I was but, just going to ask. Um, you know, sometimes there, it's too much ginger, and so yep. this was nice. It had a little bit of that aftertaste, but it was like super crisp and refreshing. It was kind of warm. Um, I mean, not Florida warm, but it was kind of warm, <laughs> so it was a nice, like, refreshing um, beverage. The slider, I'll let Nicholas talk Nick, about. Us, <laughs> Nick, how's the slider? I, I will say, from the, the photograph that I saw, it literally just looked like an amazing chunk of steak on a bun, which I'm down for. That's exactly what I was just okay. going to say. It was, <laughs> it was meat on bread, case closed. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it, it was very good. Um, the, my only complaint, and it's very minimal, sort of, or else <laughs> I'd still be chewing. But I, it was just a little bit overcooked. Okay. Um, I would have liked it to be more of a medium, medium rare. It was more on the medium well done side. But again, it was still very good. The meat was seasoned um, very well. It had that like pickled onion slaw on it. That was yeah. a nice little compliment. Um, the bread was not overly toasted. It was just a little bit flaky on the outside. Um, and yeah, it was, and again, it was just, it was meat on bread. So I'm here for it. It had a little bit of like a, a chimichurri on it. Ooh, not, that's the word I was yes. looking for. Thank you. It yeah. also had the pickled onions, but not too much where like it's like too saucy, just enough to give it a little bit of moistness. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to make it moist. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe that counterbalanced it being a little overdone. Like yes, to have some yes. of that, that moist uh, sauce. And do you think they did that Nick because of, you know, just out of like some people, you know, might not like it rare more on the rare side yeah. or, and just being careful with the rawness air quotes unquotes of yeah, it. Yeah, um, that does seem like something that they would do or the logical yeah. explanation to that. Well, when you're mass um, producing it too, right. it's easier. It's not yeah. like you can cook and, it to order. You know, right. like, hey, I want mine medium. I want mine rare. I want mine well, like right. whatever. I mean, that makes sense. Um, so and because of, and because of the way it was cooked is not going to stop me from ordering it again. Like oh, it was still, that's great it was still to hear. very awesome. well. And like I said, it, it's meat on bread case yeah. closed. <laughs> and it really did look like a good chunk. You know, like we're so used to the, uh, Canadian pavilion during food and wine where you get the beef tenderloin and this looked like it far surpassed the size and everything of the yeah. dish that we get at the Canadian. I would pavilion. say it was probably a good with two or three ounces of steak. That's I would great. guess. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It was like you said. It was just a. It was just a real thick cut of meat. And yeah. It, yeah. I mean that's like eighty-seven dollars in La Cellier, so <laughs> that's a pretty it's pretty much that's pretty good. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be when I said slider or when I read slider, I assumed like a burger. So yeah. I thought they were just gonna like grind up the beef. And then when I saw a picture of it, I was like, this is literally a, a slab of steak on a. That's bun. awesome. That's awesome. That's outstanding. It was very good. Yeah. Say no more. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the next one, and we're going to go right past Jossie, straight to Nick, because Jossie doesn't eat um, meat on uh, bones. Um, <laughs> Nick, the uh, sweet and spicy chicken wings from Golden Dreams look delicious, uh, look like a good portion. What did you think of these? Like, I, I'm really interested because that was one of my favorite looking dishes that I really, really would have liked to have tried. Um, first of all, be impressed that I didn't spill over the white hoodie. That was impressive. <laughs> you were a white hoodie. I was very You careful. were a white hoodie to basically a, like a food, a foodie <laughs> like festival. I'm impressed, man. With a white shirt underneath it. Yeah, there was no turning back. There was no, no he was dedicated. Yeah. Plus he had I the was. white linen pants and he had the white straight up white <laughs> the all white K Swiss shoes. Like Next you, Next yeah, time. you really you really pulled it off, dude. Um the yeah, the wings there's you know, I, I you kind of find it hard to make a good like traditional wing. Um, you know, sometimes they're not cooked all the way through. Yeah. Um, but everything was was well cooked. Uh, the meat wasn't dry either. Um, the sauce it wasn't overly saucy. The uh, 
they had like this uh, kind of like pepper seasoning on top of it as well. Uh, and what was really interesting was at first it was kind of like sweet then spicy. Oh yeah, um, oh that's cool. And it was it was a it was a good kind of spice. I can't really explain it, but like it didn't really hit you right away. But and it wasn't overpowering enough to where you didn't enjoy it. Like it had a nice little kick to it, but you could it was still enjoyable and had a flavor to it. Yeah. That's awesome. I think, he got, I think it was like five or six wings for, I don't know, maybe yeah. eight or nine bucks. Yeah. It, it, it was like definitely like a, yeah, I would say, I think it was six wings. I think it was mm-hmm. three of both, three, um, three legs and three wings. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the, fla- what is it? The flaps and the drumettes. Yeah. Which so Jossie, so good. Nick can't <laughs> take like a piece off and like feed it to you and you won't eat it. Yeah, so I will eat. I've only eaten ribs <laughs> twice in my life, um, okay. and it was because I was with somebody that would take the meat off the bone for me. So, like, I understand that all meat starts on a bone. I just don't want the bone on my plate. I'm not okay. gonna like pick it up and gnaw on it. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. But honestly, like, he was going after these wings. I wasn't even gonna ask. Yeah, you're only putting okay. a hand in there. You didn't want to lose. Nice. Okay. Otherwise, no. he was eating meat off of your bones. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "This is delicious." It did have like a a spicy aioli served with it instead of like your traditional ranch oh okay oh wow Um, and that was that was really i did try that and that was really good um it had like that slow burn heat to it like it wasn't again it wasn't overpowering i want to say it was maybe like a chipotle aioli Mm -hmm. maybe um and that was that was pretty good i imagine it probably balanced out the sweet wing i don't know yeah well, and that's one of those too, when you, you know, one of the biggest things that I always think about with these food festival style things is that, um, the mass production, like we mentioned earlier, it can be hard to do certain items in mass production. Well, and I, for me personally, like I like a wing that has that crispy outside, but tender inside. But if you're mm-hmm. just, if you're just pumping them out nonstop or they're sitting under a heating tray or they're just loaded on top of each other, you're going to lose that. And so it's really cool to hear like this was a really good dish that they're pumping out constantly and you're not missing out on some of those things. You know, it's not like you're going to a restaurant again, like the beef tenderloin, which, of course, isn't made to order. But you go to certain things like this and they're just pumping them out in mass quantities that you often lose the parts that are good of them. And it sounds like this didn't lose that. Like this sounds like it tasted like, hey, give me wings. Here's your fresh wings. Um which is yeah, great. that's that's exactly how it was, yeah. and that's not easy to pull like off. Said, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I know people tend to like to avoid. I worked at B Dubs ages ago, um, and so to B-dubs. avoid like that, <laughs> to avoid that's the awesome. sitting under the heat lamp, people yeah. will over sauce them. And these didn't look like they they were well coated, but not you know when you pick it up and afterwards there's like sauce just sitting in the boat. Yep. They weren't that way. Yeah. So. Nice. That's great. They looked well prepared. Yeah. Yes. I, I had never I had never heard of, of Buffalo Wild Wings until I moved to Florida. <laughs> and there was one right down the street from our apartment. Um, we went there all the time. We went there all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I realized there was, the nickname was B-Dubs. And I felt mm-hmm. so cool when I could say B-Dubs. Because <laughs> at first I'm like, hey, we're going to I Buffalo was... Wild Wings. And they're like, you're a dork. It's B-Dubs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, get it right, dude. I've heard people call it BW3. And I'm like. Yep. No, yep. that's wrong. That was another one. You're, you're living in you're living in 2030 now. I need you to calm down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah that doesn't that doesn't make sense because there's no there's no third W. No. But B Dubs makes sense because Dub would be like right. two, and it's Y. You see where I'm going, Rod? Okay. Just looking at me strange. All right. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, <laughs> let's see. We're gonna move on to LA style, um, and y'all had the pork belly. Bahama. Mm, I gave Rhonda. I gave Rhonda the hardest words to pronounce. Oh my god! I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. It's an Asian style like pork uh, sandwich, basically. Oh. And they're going to tell you all about sandwich. it. How was <laughs> yeah. that, guys? I know that now. Yeah. <laughs> See, Nick didn't know. Y'all are in the same company, so <laughs> he's like, uh, not putting on the spot or anything. But what's upon me? Because this just looks like a sandwich, I and I was like, it, it, it is. I just wanted to know what made it a bon me. It looks like a sandwich. It, it is nice. a sandwich. Um, I thought this was really good. I'm not a big pork eater. Um, it has to be cooked perfectly for me to eat. Like okay. I'm not a big like I won't go to a restaurant and order a pork chop. That's yeah. not gonna happen. Same with um, I will correct. Yeah, I will eat 
all of the bacon you can throw at me. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> and a good schnitzel. But other than that, um, and so I had a little bite of it, and it was like the pork was almost like melt in your mouth. Nice. Um, and this was had a little bit of like an Asian-y sauce on it, not, not over-sauced. Um, it was actually, Nick had said, was it your favorite dish that we had the whole time? Yeah, it was number one for me. Really? Wow. So this yeah. sandwich, unbeknownst to you, was your favorite dish all night. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's meat on bread. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to lose? Um, yeah, it was it was kind of like a uh, like a tangy, sweet Asian teriyaki kind of uh, sauce on it. Um, yeah, pork was tender, melt in your mouth good. Um, again, the bun, not overly toasted, where you know it's it's flaky and falling apart in your hand. Um, just a just a perfect little crunch to add add to it. I there's nothing else. It I had like add. a slaw on it that added like a little bit of that like freshness to it. I yeah. thought I, that was really good. Yeah, awesome. it it looked yeah. outstanding. Hands down, number one. Yeah, it and it looked like uh, it almost looked like the pork was. Was it like almost lightly fried? I, I think so. It didn't like okay. it didn't have like a breading on it, right? But I think that's how it was cooked. Is yeah, like a really light fry to it. Yeah. And like I said, I and at first I was like, "That's all you," like because I'm I'm not a big. And it was probably a good inch thick the piece of pork. Yeah. And then after he took a bite of it and he was like, "Oh God," I was like, "All right, now I have to try it." <laughs> <laughs> nice. So this is also where yeah. you had the honey bourbon lemonade. Now, I watched the live, and <laughs> I was excited for this because it sounds amazing. But go ahead and tell our listeners that didn't catch the live how this was. Um, I was not a fan. Okay. We actually ordered it. I saw it, and it reminded me a lot of Michael. I was like, this sounds like a Michael drink. Yeah. Um, but it might be really, it might be really refreshing. I also like a good, a good bourbon on occasion. I like a good whiskey, um, but I won't drink beer. It's fine. Um, it was, I want it. It was the honey taste. It was like a dark honey, and it was overpowering. Okay. Like, and it was thick. It was like, it almost felt like you stuck a straw in a, a in a honey bottle, oh, and then poured some bourbon in with it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that does not sound good. It was not. Nicholas finished it. Now, out of out of liking it or out of, uh, hey, there's a drink, I'm going to finish it? <laughs> um, There's a drink and I'm going to finish it. Okay, all right, that's fair. <laughs> I got you. Like, I paid $15 for this drink. I'm gonna, we're going to finish it. Dude, yeah, that's me in Mexico, uh, usually during festivals. Yeah, so, I so get it. y'all wouldn't have ordered this again. No, mm-mm. no, definitely not. I think if they and like I said, I think they used like a dark, like an amber honey because it was so you could like see it in the bottom of the drink. And yeah. even when you tried to mix it up, that flavor was just so overpowering. If they had used a little less or maybe even like a lighter honey, and I don't think it actually had lemonade in it. I think it was just a squeeze of lemon. Okay. Oh my goodness! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, if. Yeah, if it if it just wasn't so thick, and yeah, if there was more of like a lemonade taste to it, it might have been better. Right. But it just just the overpowering thickness of the of the honey just no, it was yeah. it was too much for me. So in in theory, sounded good. In yeah. in actual execution, not so good. <laughs> is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but then okay, so how about your mango margarita at Bayside Brews? Um, so we had stopped at Bayside Brews. He um, he had ordered he like mobile ordered a couple beers, and I like said I don't drink beer, and I was like, well, they don't have any wine or anything. And then when we got there to pick up his beer, they had a sign up that said seasonal margarita, and I was like, well, bring it. Um, and this was it was okay. It was not my favorite. I didn't hate it either. I watched him pull it out of the cooler and it was like just the liquid and then he added ice to it. Yeah. So it tasted to me kind of like the like pre-mixed Jose Cuervo margaritas that you would buy and just okay. pour over ice. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I only had one, you know, it wasn't my favorite. I would get it again if we were there and Nick was stopping to get a couple beers, but um, I didn't like, it wasn't like I have to get that mango margarita again. Yeah. Right. But, Okay, so so he had 
so still everything's mobile order. So he had mobile ordered the beer. You got up, saw they had this. So you then had to separately mobile order, mobile order this. Yes. Okay. So literally it's not like you could be there and be like, listen, we're already here. He's got some <laughs> beer. We'll hook a brother up with some mango margaritas. You no. have to go back in and mobile order. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And they had almost no line anytime we went over there. Oh, good. Okay. Well, so I mean, we mobile ordered it and they were like, okay, it's ready. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, to, to, to pretty much you were coming at, well, we can talk real quick. Why don't you talk real quick about Rita's uh, Baja blenders? Because I do know you love those margaritas. So let's talk about love- that before we get into the the item of the night, which I missed. I had gone to bed by the time I saw your photo, <laughs> which I know is one of the greatest items ever there. But talk about Rita's uh, and what it's like there. So Rita's is always good. Yeah. It's just, it's a blended margarita. Um, they have the option of strawberry, lemon, and the, or like your lemon lime. And then you can get the strawberry grande and mm. the lemon grande, which has an extra shot of liqueur. Ooh. Um, so of course that's what we got. Well, nice. Of course. It's only, and it's literally just a little margarita stand right outside of the cochina. Um, again, you mobile ordered it, came up. They ask you if you want salt on the rim. These are like, I mean, you're not talking about premium margarita, but these are the best margaritas I could imagine getting at a theme park. Oh wow! And in the before times, because there's no alcohol in Disneyland, now that they have Galaxy's Edge, you can drink in Oga's, but you cannot take your drink out of Oga's at all. Right. And our parks are walkable. They're just right across the Esplanade. Yeah. So we would leave Disneyland and go over and grab a couple Rita's and then go back to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> drink them down real quick and go back to Disneyland. So, um, you know, a perfect, just a good, I always get strawberry. Nicholas always gets regular. Um, just a good quality, like strawberry blended margarita. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that sounds outstanding. Okay. It's, yeah. So now for the best part of the night. I want to try this so bad. The cozy <laughs> cone. All right. Uh, go ahead. Tell us all about it. So the funny thing about the cozy cone is, and Nicholas told this story um, on the live. You know, we've been, we grew up in Southern California. Um, we've been going to Disneyland together for 10-ish years off and on, you know, from when we come to visit. His family is still here. We spend a lot of time in Cars Land. Every time we're there, I'm like, oh, I gotta get that macaroni and cheese in the bread cone. I have never gotten it. Oh, like, wow. how is it? Ten years and you've never gotten it. Never gotten it. We've always, you know, we go and we eat the tacos, or we'll, you know, go to Downtown Disney and eat. I've ne- and every time I'm like, oh, I want to get it, but I'm too full and I don't want to waste it. Yeah. So, it was like, I was like, I'm getting that tonight. And we planned it. I had mobile ordered it way in advance so that we could walk through and show everybody Cars Land lit up at night because yep. it's the best. And then after we were done with that, just hop over and get this macaroni and cheese in a bread cone. Um, and it is everything you would want out of a good macaroni and cheese. It's like creamy and... Um, and the noodles are soft, like a perfect al dente. Not, you know, sometimes when you're talking about mass producing, especially a noodle dish, they can get soggy. Yeah. Um, and these are not that way. And then like the perfect saltiness from the bacon crumble on top. And there was like, it wasn't just, you know, sometimes they just like sprinkled on top and they call it a day. Like the bacon was mixed in as well. Oh, wow. Um, the bread cone, I mean, I wouldn't sit and eat the whole bread cone because it's, a bread cone, but I, I did have a couple bites of it. and It was really good. It like, it didn't get mushy either. It like held up with the cheese. I thought that was my number one favorite dish. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the pork belly was my number one until we had it. <laughs> oh, oh it awesome. awesome. That, yeah. It was wow. just something uh, we always wanted to try, but just never did for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and it was just nice to, to finally have an excuse to, make ourselves have it and it was just it was everything i wanted it to be yeah it's like so glad they didn't let me down perfect comfort food like just oh it's it's prime i'm dreaming about it they they need they need to bring this to art of animation in the cars area like let's bring a little stand that we can get this maybe it's just the poolside stand that would be amazing amazing, because that thing looked so good yeah it did and like, they do do like they do a chili in the bread cone with oh, Fritos. Wow. 
Um, I know at Halloween, Cat had said they have one that has like um, flaming hot Cheetos crumbled on the top too, oh. so it's like a spicy mac yeah. and cheese oh, wow. that she said was really good. It's oh, it's just carbs on carbs with bacon. I mean, what what could be bad yeah, about that? Right? You're, you're never gonna dislike that. Now, Josie, did you also get the vodka pomegranate lemonade there? I did. I love a good. I'm on a on a big uh, vodka lemonade kick. Yeah. I love have that artificial taste to it. It was really, really good, really refreshing. It was really nice to end the day with. Awesome. Um, it had cooled down a little bit, but oh, it was just like the perfect, like you could taste a little vodka, but not too much. Like nice, a good pomegranate flavor. It wasn't overpowering. I loved that. Yeah. I love pomegranate. Awesome. Like, yeah. I think it's so and it, delicious. That sounds good. So to hear that yeah. it was good and makes me and happy. Um, so we were, we, we were, thank you guys so much for, for all this info on the food. We were chatting earlier, like in our big group text about what is potentially the future of some of these, you know, food booths and these items. Um, do you think that this will literally be done when touch of Disney is over? Or do you think there is an opportunity that once, you know, Disneyland and, and DCA reopen at the end of April, that they could continue this as maybe a potential, festival like do you think that the the staying power will be enough that they could pull this off and what would they do would they charge a ticket would they a separate ticket would they just charge per item like an epcot festival what are your thoughts i think it would be similar to like your food festivals at epcot so i know that um california adventure has had some food festivals i know they have like a mini food and wine they call it um they do one for the lunar new year um, I don't know if they do any other ones, but so they do have these food fest or these food festivals where they put up the booths and then it's just like entrance to it is included in your ticket price, but you have to pay for your food. Yeah. Um, and I think that they, especially when they reopen right now, there's talk that they will hit the orange tier. So they will be able to reopen at 25% capacity yeah. instead of 15. Yep. I was just reading that. Uh, awesome. But they can still only do, like, the rides have to be a certain percentage outdoor. Yeah. Um, and so I think it will help them to have more food options to give some give people something to do. Yeah. I was like, man, are we really going to be able to fill eight hours with just eating and not being able to do anything? Yeah, y'all did. But it was nice. <laughs> um, I mean, we were there the whole time. Yeah. And uh, from open to close. And... Uh, we talked a little bit while we were there that we're so park trained to like, you know, I, we finished the Monte Cristo and I was like finishing my drink and I was like, I got to hustle, got to hustle. And then I was like, for what? Yeah. We can sit here and enjoy each other's company. And I want to say, I think it was Kat that had said in one of, when you guys were talking about one of the festivals is um, being required to like sit down. I mean, I know we didn't have any rides open at all, but We still couldn't, I couldn't drink my drink while I was walking. I had right. to sit down and drink it. And it really gives you that time to like enjoy your company, enjoy what you're eating. And so I think that that would be good also with limited capacity, limited things opening or open when it first opens to have more food options for people to try Yeah. and give them something else to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I love that. I mean, Nick, do you do you think is this something that in addition, Nick, when when you go back and the parks are reopened at the you know limited capacity and rides are still opening, are these same food booths something you would like to stick around as like a mini festival and still enjoy? I sure hope so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a lot, and a lot of a lot of them too are. Um, are real easy. They seem to be like real easy to make and something that you can you can eat real quick. That is enough to like satisfy a hunger. Yeah. Um. So that way, for the people that are park trained and want to go 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 go, um, you do have that option to kind of just sit down real quick, eat it real fast, you know, be, and then carry on. Um. Yeah. And again, nothing that I had, I didn't like. So I would love to see them. Uh, continue to be made or be available. Yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like that's a possibility. And, you know, again, like you were saying, Jossie, with the limited capacities and rides and, you know, outdoor queues and things like that, that is probably going to reopen as uh, I could see this being a big time, a big way of them recouping still. A mm-hmm. lot. Um, 
it, you know, did you feel that based on the price, the experience, was this worth it to you? And and let's just let's pretend that there had not been <laughs> a pandemic and there had not <laughs> been 13 months of you not even getting to step foot in this place in a sense. Even if you took that away, did you still think that the value of the $75 per person, you know, getting to go in and have this limited time experience, food, is this something that, you know, we still have people that are obviously are going for the next several weeks. It's, it's completely booked out. It's sold out uh, up through what, April 19th, I believe. April 19th, I think. Um, was it worth it? Yes, I I think it was worth it. You know, you got um, all of the photo pass pictures were included in your ticket price. The parking was included. You got the twenty five dollars. Um, the twenty five dollars covered uh, about three items. Um, I think each oh, time wow. we used that gift card, I had like a seventy five cent difference. We'd okay. order, you know, I could order three items and had to pay a little bit. Um, so that wasn't terrible. Um, I don't think. I don't think they could get away with having the same kind of events if Disneyland had not been closed for as long. Gotcha. Um, because, like I said, they've done these festivals before where you could also see entertainment and ride rides and things like that, and it was included in the ticket price. I don't know that they would be able to do a separate ticketed event for food only. Yeah. Um, you know, if it similar to like your villains after hours or something like that. Um, I'm sure that would be fine, and I I still think it was 100% worth it. Yeah. I just don't know that they would be able to pull it off again if the parks had been open. Yeah. In like a post-pandemic world, it's probably not going to fly in this exact same situation. Right. But based on the fact that people were so eager to get back in there, 100% worth it. Absolutely. I, I think we waited, what, f I think it was like four and a half hours yeah. to get tickets. <laughs> oh, I remember because we were all people, online trying to get them for y'all. Like, we we're all like, everybody get in. We'll get them for Jossie and Nick. Like, we we're all going to do in. it. Yep. Kat was the one that got it, which made me laugh because, you know, she couldn't even use, I mean, she bought them for us, but I was like, you right. would in Boston. When Disney World had launched their uh, park reservation system, oh. I was the one that was able to get in first. And yeah. so we were joking that like they must know when you can't actually use the things. Right. Because I had no, <laughs> I had no tickets yet. They hadn't started reselling tickets, but I was able to get into their park reservation system. So I logged in for Cat. So same thing. She she was able to get in and get our touch of Disney tickets. Yeah, that's awesome. So so with uh, with the parks reopening at the end of April. What are your guys' thoughts and plans to uh, attempt to get in there? <laughs> so Nick will be leaving. Okay, yeah, yeah. He Aww. will be deploying. Yeah. Um, and so right, literally right before they open. Oh, oh I'm sorry, um, Nick. So I, I am hoping to get tickets. So it opens April 30th, which is a Friday. Reagan is in school, obviously, so I won't be able to go. Um, Friday, but I'm hoping to get tickets for Saturday. Yeah. And my mother-in-law offered also, she was like, well, I'll go with you and help you with the kids. So that's the hope. I don't know how many of us it's going to take to get opening weekend tickets, yeah, but I, know. I hope you're ready when they announce uh, We're We're on that list of helping you do anything we can to get you all back in those parks. Um, that'll be very exciting. But um, anything else you want to share or add that we maybe did not discuss or talk about? Um, I did love the photo opportunities. Uh, by the way, Nick takes some amazing photos. Like, there's <laughs> ones I want. Like, I kind of want to like print a Nick collage and put it somewhere <laughs> in his office because he took some of the best photos. So they're, there were some really cool opportunities. Yeah, they did have. Um, they had a lot of photo opportunities set up, and um, mm -hmm. we took advantage of some of them. Um, I think the way they had social distance characters was yeah. super fun. Yeah. Um, how they were able to interact with you, but they were all far enough away that there was no concern of any, even like people that had their kids there. We didn't take ours, but um, you didn't have to worry about like, what are you going to do if this two-year-old tries to run after Mickey Mouse? Because Mickey Mouse is up on a balcony somewhere right. where you can't. Yeah. Um, nice. I, I had a ton of fun. I, I loved the way they had everything set up. We Like I said, we were a little worried about, are we going to have enough to do for eight hours? Right. And there were even, I wanted to try the Fluffernutter churros, but that one was not mobile order because it was just at a little, a little cart. Mm. 
and it had a long line all day and I was like well we'll come back to it we'll come back to it and we didn't um, so I, I I loved I love seeing the characters out interacting they had like Goofy and Max out and they were fishing oh, that was cool off That's the amazing. warp that was super fun um, yeah I don't know what do you think babe yeah I mean it was just really fun kind of like we said in the beginning to uh, be back in the parks and just see all the cast members uh, Jossie was making fun of me because I was telling the cast members that I was glad to see them back yeah um, all day every single one of them. Um, and it was just being able to like be in Disneyland and have the Disney magic again was just so cool. That's awesome. I love it. I, you know, I got to say, we, you know, we appreciate you guys so much and and your willingness to share, of course, within Wonderland crew and then across our social media platforms. Uh, cause it obviously is something that we couldn't partake in, but following you guys was amazing. Um, I was I was sending uh, shots actually some of your photos to our good friend Aaron that works at Coronado Springs because he loves Disneyland and he was just in awe like oh he's like I can't believe people are back in there like he was so excited and so yeah we thank you guys so much for for sharing that with us Uh, we're so glad you guys were able to get in there and attend Uh, we appreciate you guys and um, we look forward to your next adventure. When the park Absolutely. Thank open. you for letting us share. I know, you know, we talked a little bit about like, there's all this stuff on the West Coast and we could share it if it would ever open. So it was yep. a lot of fun. You know, that's our home park. We grew up here. Yeah. And so we have different, differing opinions on which is better. But, um, but it's fun to share something that like helped grow you and that you, I mean, we're all passionate about Disney, right? The kind of people that are listening to Disney podcasts are passionate about Disney, but to share something that maybe they, they haven't gotten to see yet. So it was, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. We got to get you guys those cool earpieces though. Like the, like on, on location (laughs) where you got to put your hand up to your ear and then like respond. That just looks cool. (laughs) Let's be honest. But. I'm gonna get like a, a rhinestone microphone <laughs> and just it. carry it around. Yeah. Like me. made of I gold. Don't want it to actually be connected to anything. I'm just gonna no, carry just, it around. It could be fake. It could be it, like we could 3D print you one probably, and it'd be fine. Perfect. Nobody needs to know it's not plugged <laughs> in. But uh, but thank you guys so much. We seriously we appreciate you so much. Uh, we're looking forward to many more adventures on the West Coast uh, that we can have you guys come on and and share with us. Uh, you guys are the best. So thank you. And uh, we look forward to to talking to you. Well, I'd say talking to you again soon. We talk to you guys every day. But I'm talking at <laughs> a podcast level very, very soon. Uh, Jossie, Nick, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for Thank having guys. us. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you loved this episode as much as we did. And if you've not already subscribed to Main Street Magic, would you please do so right now? And as long as you're out there, you might as well leave us a rating and review. Because it helps our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Most everyone's mad here.